0: You're listening to the Heart and Hustle Podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. If you haven't subscribed yet to the show and left us a little five-star review, please pause this episode before we go any further and do that. Thank you in advance. It means the world to us. Now, today's episode is a treat for us and you. We are welcoming one of our team members onto the show today, the lovely and incredible KT Howie. KT was on the show before on episode 173 where we chatted about her and her internship with Lindsay and the heart. So if you haven't gotten an introduction into who this girl is, go listen to that episode and then come back here because today we are chatting with KT all about her journey with doing a very specific niche of photography that is not common at all, photographing the elderly. KT Howie, if you don't know anything about her, short and sweet version, is a golden years portrait photographer based in Oahu, Hawaii. She specializes in elderly photography and helps families capture their grandparents' stories through documentary-style interviews. Today, we talked about KT's journey in pioneering a new niche in the photography industry and some of her milestones along the way. KT shared her heart behind preserving the legacies and stories of the older generation and how that has fueled her business model and given her the strength to fight through establishing a whole new niche of photography. And man, it is so powerful. Prepare to be inspired by her heart. She talked with us about some of her biggest obstacles in her journey and her encouragement to other entrepreneurs feeling a tug to leave the beaten path and do their own thing. Lindsay and I also randomly interject our thoughts and suggestions for her business model and marketing throughout this episode, lols, oops, friends chat things. (laughs) So you get some fun coaching and friend chat snippets throughout this conversation too. This episode is so rich and full of encouragement and inspiration and purpose for those interested in pioneering a new idea or concept, as well as some deep and meaningful reminders of the value of others, their stories, and preserving the history and lessons of those who have gone before us. If you are ready to dive into the sweetest and most powerful conversation with one of our favorite people, grab your warm beverage of choice, and let's dive into the heart-to-heart conversation. You're listening to The Heart and Hustle Podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of The Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step out to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest, then buckle up because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. KT, hello again. <laughs> Welcome
1: to the show. Hello, what
2: up? What's popping? Oh my gosh. Well, okay. For anybody that does not know who you are, we actually had you on the show uh, the first time on episode 173, uh, where we chatted all about internships and your experience interning, obviously with me and the heart. Um, and for anyone that doesn't know, you're about to find out, but KT is one of our team members. Uh, but we wanted to interview her about her like side hustle that she's doing. That is so cool. Anyways, I'll shut up. Uh, but we're anyways, we're pumped to have you back on the show. Um, and for the sad souls that don't know who your incredible <laughs> self is, why don't you tell us who you are, what you do and also what you do for the heart?
1: Yeah. So that's a lot of questions on. One. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> so my name is KT and
1: I am a golden year portrait photographer based on Oahu, Hawaii. And I specialize in photographing the elderly and my heart is to help families capture their grandparents' legacies before they pass through portrait photography and documentary-style interviews. And then for the heart, I do like base. I'm like a jack of all trades, so I do basically everything creative under the sun: mm-hmm. copywriting, graphic design. I used to do social media, you know, editing the courses, help outlining
0: stuff. Um, yeah, all sorts of things that I've done for the heart. All the all the things, and she does them all so dang well. Yes, we, <laughs> love, <laughs> we love RKT. Okay. I want to backtrack for a second though, KT, and let's focus on kind of the the whole topic and genre of today's episode is going to be a little bit more on your photography and your niche within that because it is so cool and you are spearheading and pioneering essentially like a whole niche of photography and film that is just so good. So can we backtrack to the very beginning and say like, what made you become a photographer in the first place? And then... What has your journey been like navigating what kind of photography you wanted to do? So like the niche that you're in now.
1: Yeah. So when I first started, because my dream has never been to be a photographer ever. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of just happened, I guess. But when I first, if you listen to the last episode that I did, it explains how I ended up working for The Heart and working for Lindsay and moving to Hawaii, but Yeah. When I first started working for Lindsay, I knew in some capacity, I wanted to start a business and I didn't know what. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up kind of copping out and doing couples and weddings. So I became for the past two years, I've been a wedding and couple photographer. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because it's taught me so much about business and how to run one and the, you know, behind the scenes and especially working with you guys and the heart and knowing the photo major front to back. Yeah, It made it, Legit. gave me kind of a blueprint, <laughs> gave me, I guess this is like a, a, uh, <laughs> subtle plug. <laughs> <Little> plug yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, the photo major gave me a blueprint of what to do as a photographer and how to even go about it, especially with couples and weddings. So in a way it was a lot easier to know how to run a business and start one from scratch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think in that sense, it was really cool to have done couples and weddings, but I realized later on that it did not set my soul on fire
2: at all.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah. So, can you, can you like define why? Or like, or like like what am I trying to say? Like what about couples and weddings didn't feel right? Or what,
0: what where was your heart drawn instead that was, because I know this, the backstory of kind of the niche that you're in now, like you kept having this tug on your heart. Do you want to talk about that for a second?
1: Yeah. And I think to better explain that, I kind of have to start from the beginning of where it even all started. Yes. So... It just makes me think. So way back in the day when I was a little girl, my dad's a farmer, so middle of Bumfrick, Nowhere, Kansas. And <laughs> in wintertime, he has a ton of cattle, and I would go with him, just tag along to go and feed cattle. And he would go and pick my grandpa up, because my grandpa would help him feed. And sometimes it would be like four, four thirty-five in the morning. And sometimes I would just hang out with my grandma instead. And she would make me milkshake and eggs every morning, so I'd just, you know, be chowing down, and asking her so many questions about the Great Depression, and what it was like growing up, and which is interesting, she almost got like a record deal in Nashville, and talked about like how she had, you know, sang all over the country with her sister, like just so many fun stories from her, yeah. and I realized at a young age, I just enjoy stories, and I love hearing people, when a story starts with when I was your age, that's my yeah. bread and butter. I love <laughs> and I just had recognized that when I, from a very young age, that I loved, and really jammed with the elderly, for sure, mm-hmm. And then I don't really know what happened in between. Maybe I just kind of lost it. But my senior year of college, I just recognized more and more how much I love history and I love the aging population. And I remember my senior year of college, I was driving, running errands, and I was just telling God, I was like, Lord, I really want a way to honor the older generation, like the silent generation, the ones that are, you know, 80s, 90s, they're about to pass. Like I want a way to serve them well. And I got this image and I we went thrifting recently, Lindsay, in that intersection that I had told you about. We did, like, literally, like, two days ago. Yeah. And I was just praying, and God gave me this image of a map of the U.S. and red dots traveling all over the place, all over the nation. And I got this feeling that I was going to document people's stories. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what capacity it would have looked like. And this was before I even thought I was going to intern for Lindsay, before any of that. So a business... The thought of being a business owner or an entrepreneur did not cross my mind at all. And so I was like, okay, cool, that would be a dream job, just getting to hang out with people and capture their stories. And then not even a month later, I got an internship with the Eisenhower Presidential Museum and Library. So if you don't know, I'm from Abilene, Kansas, and that's where President Eisenhower was from. So he was the the top general for World War II, and he Mm -hmm. was the one who spearheaded D-Day. Uh, which later was victory for the Allied Forces. And I got that in er, the internship. And during that internship, I got to capture the stories, doing what I'm doing, basically. Capture oh. the stories of World War II vets, of Rosie the Riveters, of Holocaust survivors, seeing them all get together and and meet one another as well, and hearing their stories. And it was just like the most powerful, rewarding experience I've ever had in my entire life. You know, like hanging out with like 99-year-olds who've been through it. And have endured some really crazy, gnarly things. Um, It was just such an honor and really deeply affected me. Mm -hmm. And after that, I think moving on into wedding and elopement photography, I just have always had that tug on my heart. I love the aging population. They have so many incredible stories. And I love bringing younger and older generations together. And just Mm -hmm. the thought of like older people sitting in nursing homes, no one coming to visit them, feeling lonely, like... Oh, man. So I think that's kind of what's been on my heart and how it all started is loving stories, loving the aging population and wanting to bring older and younger generations together.
2: Mm -hmm. I love this so much. Also, (laughs) just having background knowledge of like, it makes sense why you went into wedding photography. I mean, you were interning for me. Yeah. And, and and so, like, there's that obviously like, given of like, oh, she did it. I can do it too. But I, even when you started to like build your business and like started going into weddings, I, I like looked at you and I was just like, mm, that doesn't align with her. <laughs> like, I don't know if I actually said that out loud. I probably maybe should have, but I think if I didn't, did. I
1: think I might you have did it. in an aspect, but I also, I don't know I, if the portraits had been hashed out or the idea had been fully fleshed out before I did couples and weddings.
2: Right, and I also don't think it's bad. Like you just said, I don't think it was bad that you started with that because I mean, we literally just did an interview with Kathy Heller and she was saying like, hey, just start with something and it almost doesn't even matter what you start with yeah. just because it's gonna give you experience and it doesn't have to be the thing that you end up doing forever. And so I actually think it, it gave you a really good foundation just even in the industry of photography to even like go off into the niche of golden years.
1: Yeah. Well, and I actually just thought of this too. Seeing how God, just the thread of what God has done in my life and how He He has brought me here, because I know for a hundred and ten percent, God is in this for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but even recognizing, I triple majored in journalism, English, and history. The thing that I'm doing <laughs> with Golden Year Portraits, I'm doing, I'm using exactly all of those majors. Wow! Should have gone to college. Actually, I met Jesus in college, so I think there was a purpose, and I also loved <laughs> going to school, but it was totally unnecessary. I did not need a triple major.
2: Go but- back to our <laughs> solo episode all where we like, trashed college like so hard. <laughs> I can't remember what episode it was, but yes. Yeah,
1: but seeing that as well, just how God is—I don't know. He's just worked—I don't know. God has just done so much in my life, and I'm seeing how he's working behind the scenes even if you don't understand now. Mm-hmm. That's uh,
0: a word. I love it. I love KT too. Even just like knowing you, working with you, being friends with you, talking to you, your heart behind Golden Years Portraits is just so beautiful. And I know you kind of touched on it for a second of like, you know, it is preserving the legacy, preserving the stories, loving on them. Do you want to just like touch on that a little bit more? Because I think you know, for every single person listening to this episode, there is something there that is so rich and beautiful, whether it's parents or grandparents or, you know, there's just, there's a truth and a beauty and a power behind your heart, behind Golden Years Portraits that I just want to make sure people hear today while listening to this.
1: Yeah. So preserving legacies. I think being so close with my grandparents and genuinely knowing where our family has come from and the stories behind it has just given me such a sense of identity as well and seeing how God has been faithful in it mm-hmm. but along with that I think my mom's parents have passed and they did at a young age and my grandma was 18 I was 18 when she had passed and after she died we all these stories came out and I was like what the heck why didn't I know about these you know because that's a common yeah. thing for a lot of people people die and you're like you hear all these incredible stories and you wish you could have heard it from their actual mouth, hearing them tell those stories or even the wisdom from it, the mistakes that they made and what they would have done different. Mm -hmm. And I think that also has been something that's pushed me with golden year portraits because I know what it's like on both sides, not having those stories fully fleshed out from my grandmother. They're super Mm -hmm. gnarly. And I just wish that I could have held on to those forever. And I'm I'm sure there's a lot of stories that are lost within that as well. And then being able to do it for my grandparents who are still well and alive. Like I'll watch my grandpa's golden year portrait video and I start bawling within five minutes of it. It's crazy, you know? So I think preserving people's legacies is more important than we think. You know, not Mm -hmm. only making the, the elderly feel loved and special and heard because so often they're forgotten. And as a blanket statement, I would say, the Western culture is very individualistic. We do not care about yeah. the elderly. We, as, yeah, as a society, we struggle with that. Yeah. And I would love to change that. But something that's been really encouraging to me is just chatting with people online. Even though as a society, we don't really care about the elderly, we see them as a burden. I would say- most people really do love their grandparents. Like Mm -hmm. there are so many people that think they're the bee's knees, some of their BFFs, like they love them so much. And that's been so encouraging to me knowing that it's not completely lost, you know, that people really do care about their grandparents and their stories that they um, are leaving behind.
2: Mm, That's so good. Well, okay. Kind of diving into this, like you're, Evie said this earlier, but you are basically paving a way in this niche of photography. Like there might be other people out there, but that's not the commonality, like at all. Right. Um, there's just not a lot of people doing like golden years portraits or like their specific niches, photographing or videoing the elderly. So I guess my question is what has been the biggest challenge in pursuing something that isn't like common? Yeah, I
1: think because it's not common, people don't know that it's even a thing that they can do for their grandparents. So Mm -hmm. right now it's been a lot of brand awareness and showing people the problem that I can help them solve, which is the mm. fear of losing their grandparents and the fear of losing their story and the identity of their family. And so it's just been trying to get the, the more of the word out there, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's like, like you're saying, Katie, it, people don't know that it's something they can or even like should do, whereas in something like the wedding industry, people anticipate spending money on a wedding and on a wedding photographer and on a wedding videographer. It's like almost ingrained in us. Even if people aren't prepared for how much it can be and how much that investment is, people are prepared to spend money on that. and, And, you know, whatever. Whereas in your niche and spending money on like preserving the stories and doing a shoot or, or a, documentary style film of like a grandparent or a parent, we don't think of that. Like that's for a lot of people that you're speaking to, KT, it's like the first time you're like offering or suggesting this investment that you have to put in the work to explain the value and explain why it's important and to, uh, you know, remind them of the fact that we all pass away eventually and do you know make them think about it and be like do you want their stories preserved and to have this memory or not like there's a lot of work that goes into almost, yeah, helping them know that they can and should spend money in this area.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's been kind of like pulling teeth, but I think <laughs> the, the hard things in life, if they're hard, they're worth it. you know mm-hmm. it's been difficult getting the word out there, but I think once it gets out there people are super interested, which is really cool.
2: Mm-hmm. totally. Well, and I like what Evie said is like y- when you're a wedding photographer, there is a known market. People mm-hmm. are expected to spend money when they plan a wedding and they know like everybody pretty much has like photography as like something they need for a wedding, right? So like there's there's a known market. And so like I guess what have you learned or or what navigated or sorry, what challenges have you navigated in like that journey of trying to convince people? Like part of your marketing is even showcasing and presenting why documenting their stories is even worth it like what have you just talked to us about like the challenges that you've had to overcome or are still overcoming like in that journey yeah I
1: think it's just been interesting seeing what gets people to pull the trigger and I think there is an aspect of death you know that is an urgency but we also don't know when people's days are numbered so it's It's both and where it gets people to pull the trigger, but it also can make people drag their feet because if their grandparents in good health, then why do it, you know, or why do we need to do it right away? And so that's been interesting trying to figure out what actually gets people to book. I've gotten like 40 or 50 inquiries and just trying to navigate and figure out how to actually get people to pull the trigger, I guess. So that's kind of where I'm at, where people are interested, but figuring out how to really like get them to move forward with the booking process, if that makes sense.
2: No, yeah. it totally makes sense. Well, also, we've talked about this like just in conversations, like friends off of the air, off of the show. But it, it's almost like you're, you uh, y- you have to navigate the idea of death and, and not be too morbid in your yeah. marketing. But also, or like, like scare tactic, like you don't want it kind to be of. scare tactic, but it's also the truth. Like, yeah. It's like, didn't we joke that, like, doesn't your bio say, like, book before it's too late or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> That's like, it's funny, but it's also not funny. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I think that's the the hard part to navigate, KT, that I feel like you've been in the journey of figuring out and are doing such a good job with, but you don't want it to be a scare tactic. Like you're not trying to like make people panicked or afraid or depressed or, but you are trying to like lovingly suggest like they're like, let's face it, none of us are going to live forever. And there is something so powerful in our loved ones' stories, especially those of an older generation who have history and experiences that they should share with us, that we should preserve, that we should honor. And you don't have the rest of your life to decide to do it. You have the rest of theirs and it's not as long as we sometimes think. And so it's, that's like the hard line to navigate is like that is a huge factor and and we all kind of want to avoid it. So you never want to like turn it into this like, panic scare tactic of like, oh, they're going to drop dead tomorrow. You know, but like (laughs) at the same time, you're like, they won't last forever and their stories should.
2: Like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Katie, I need you to like replay this and just take every single thing that Katie or that Evie just said and like use that as like sales copy. Oh, (laughs) yes. Also, if you don't have a sentence somewhere like on your website, I think a, a good header, this is just now a coaching code, just kidding. Uh, I think, <coughs> I know, okay, low-key, kind of, I was like, okay, if you guys help me think of creative ways to, yeah, <laughs> well, to no, advertise then. <laughs> like, I think a header uh, yes. for your for your website could be like, my favorite sentence starts with when I was your age. Ooh, I get chills. Yes. Also, yeah. low-key, I'm just going to tell you this, I was going to tell you this off air, but I'm going to tell it to you on air. <laughs> I think uh, if you start a future podcast, it should be called when I was your age. Ooh, actually, no, I like that idea. I literally, Loki, I've been muting myself during this entire conversation and I already looked up the domain and if it already existed. <laughs> it does, is it free? Uh, WhenIwasYourAge.com does not exist. It goes to a freaking Etsy store. I'm just annoyed at when people do that. Oh, but you so know what? Cute. That's a business owner doing their thing. I don't know what they're selling, but it goes to an Etsy store. So you could either buy try to buy them. it or you could say WhenIwasYourAge.com do- or sorry, WhenIwasYourAgePodcast.com is available. <laughs> Coaching One call time.
1: I was thinking, "Golden Year Portrait," Golden Years Portrait Podcast, but yeah, that's a mouthful too. And I feel like "When I Was Your Age" would be a better. Challenge. Well, I'm
2: just thinking like it combines like storytelling, and I think there is a podcast called "When I Was Your Age," but I think you could. You well, could what be if you? Even,
0: I mean, you could even do like, Golden Years or something, or like preserving the Golden Years or something like that. We're just like this is now a French chat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I think also I I've, I've told you this too, because there is something like when you're trying to build a business you, you want something that is a proven marketable, like thing that people will buy. And it's not that this isn't, but it's, it is so hard because you're spearheading something that, like we just said, like is, isn't a known thing that people automatically think of. So it's like automatically you have challenges that a lot of other people don't. Like if you're trying to sell mascara, that's a known thing that like women are willing to spend money on and are willing to spend money on. So it's like, you, you have an added pressure, um, to what you're doing. But like, I just want to take encouragement to you and to like anybody that's listening to this, that I think it's so cool when you, when you know, like, you know, the niche, whether it's photography or whatever it is, you know, that the niche of your heart and like what you're passionate about is the elderly and telling their stories that can go farther than just like photo and video of them. You know what I'm saying? Like we've talked about this before, but like even a podcast, like you could find ways to make money, in different ways where that is still your niche focus and that's still what you're doing, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, or even creating a book with questions that people, if they can't afford a golden year portrait, they can buy the book and start writing their grandparents' answers to specific questions in
2: it I'm, as well. I'm snapping because that's <laughs> a good freaking idea. It could be called when I was your age. I'm just saying, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love it. Katie, you have been in a journey of, like we've said a million times, like spearheading and pioneering and kind of pushing into a new industry. You've had just being friends with you and working together and all of the things. You've had like ups and downs of, of, you know, the journey of like, yes, I'm going to do this. And I think people are going to love it. And then like, oh, okay, this is a little bit more work. I have to really like, you know, explain and share the value and, and why it's worth the investment and all of that. What has been like something for you that has been one of the biggest encouragements and or like motivating factors that is had you continue pursuing golden years amidst like the roadblocks and the challenges?
1: Yeah. So I would say I just switched probably no more than six months ago from couples and weddings to golden year portraits. That's not, that's like small potatoes compared to how long some entrepreneurs and businesses have been working to get their business or idea off the ground. So that is a big motivator. Cause I'm like, okay, some people, it takes years, you know, I can keep going. Like there's a lot of endurance that I can, that I can keep moving and God will move in it. And it might be a year before it really pops off or, you know, whatever so that has been my mindset. Um, along with that, I would say knowing that God is in it has been super encouraging and knowing that he's with me in this. And this is not just like my dream, but God's kind of orchestrated all of this throughout mm. my life. And then even like the encouragement from not only other business owners and friends, but on social media, there's so many people sharing how much they love their grandparents, how much they want to do it, all the stories. I've heard so many stories in my DMs, wild, crazy, gnarly stories. And it's the best. And I think hearing people's stories, that's, that's really what I'm, what I'm about. It's like, I don't even consider myself a photographer. It's just a medium in which I tell stories with. Yes. Like if I didn't touch my uh. camera for a year, I wouldn't be mad at all. Uh, Like, it doesn't bother me at all. I care more about the people and their stories yeah. and seeing God bring beauty from ashes, you know, um, seeing, you know, reconciliation in families. And I don't know, there's so many different, you know, arcs, story arcs that are happening yeah. in people's lives. And I'm a firm believer that everyone has a film worthy story, 110%. Uh, and
2: the amount okay, of use people, that on your website. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need oh,
1: to, to go back and listen to this. I'll be everyone- honest. Everyone,
2: Everyone I want to has listened to the, the
1: first interview that I did. what you haven't? No, because it makes me nervous. No,
2: yeah, stop being nervous. My voice,
1: but I'll have to go back and listen to this. Well, you're nerd. gonna start
2: a podcast, so you're gonna have to get over that. I know I am going will say no, I don't hey, hurt now for sure. I, I, I also
0: don't listen to any of our episodes, like, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh I've
2: just <laughs> I've just been revealed as a narcissist. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I don't I don't listen to all of them. I just listen to the ones that I'm like, oh that I want to hear that again.
1: Yeah, Yeah. but okay, coming back to it, I would say just hearing people's stories, like sitting, like Lindsay, I told you the other day on my way from Dallas, listening to a man talk about how he has lost two children, one, like, mm. you know, things like that and just his experience with it and how he heard God say that, you know, I guess he was promised that he would have a family one day. He was an only child. He really wanted a family. And then he had two sons die. And he heard wow. God, he, you know, was upset with God and was like, why? Like, I've had two children die, and you promised me a family, and he heard God say, you're, you're not thinking eternally. Wow. Like, those are, these are, like, such gnarly stories that it, you know, that God is doing in people's lives. And even if they don't believe in God, like, God's still working in it. And just seeing what God is doing, that's why I'm doing this. Because I want, I mean, not only to share Jesus and His, you know, the testimonies and, you know, the gospel in it, but also, like, people... I don't know, everyone has a film-worthy story that deserves to be heard. Yeah. Mm.
2: We are so excited to announce that our very own podcasting platform, Zencaster, has become a new sponsor to the show. Did you know that Evie and I are not, in fact, recording this podcast in the same location? Wild, right? But if you didn't know, we don't live in the same city or not even in the same state, and in order to record with each other as well as guests for the show, we needed to find a way to record remotely, Enter Zencaster. Every episode of this show we've recorded remotely using Zencaster and in our experience it is by far the best in the podcasting industry.
0: Yes, Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution just makes the whole podcasting process so quick and painless. We seriously swear by them. I mean, if you know us, you know that we are obsessed with simplicity and quality and Zencaster provides all of that with crystal clear audio that records each person's audio separately, which makes editing episodes a billion times easier. You can also record gorgeous HD video in addition, which is huge. Not to mention, it is easy to use even for our guests that aren't that tech savvy. There's nothing to download. They just click on the link and we start recording.
2: If you want to use the best podcasting platform in the world, we cannot recommend Zencaster enough. Use the link zen.ai forward slash the heart hustle pod to get 30% off your first three months. And if that link was kind of long, then the link will also be in the show notes.
0: If you are loving what you're hearing on today's episode, then we wanted to share something else you might love, The Heart Shop. It's our digital resource online shop for creative entrepreneurs. The Heart Shop is your one-stop shop for all of our online courses, luxury website templates, PDF guides, social media graphic templates, and illustrations.
2: If you've been at your wit's end with your website design and you don't know where the heck to create a high quality pricing or welcome guide to give your clients an incredible branded first impression, ooh, we got you. We created the heart shop to serve you with the best tools and resources you need to successfully run your business. Just head to theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop and start browsing the goods. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop and we'll see you there. That, that is, is so good. so good. You need I, a book. You need a podcast.
1: It'd be fun to write a book with all the stories that I've heard, like even just in passing on, on airplanes or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, in Salvation Army or, I don't know. I get told people's whole life story and all their deepest circuit secrets when I'm shopping for my groceries. Like that. Well, yeah. Literally,
2: you have a way. Of, literally, I just, I, this is a fresh example on my mind. I, I am the worst person ever. Like I don't. I don't engage in people like when I'm just out about with strangers. I don't have, it's probably, I should probably get better at this, but like I don't automatically like want to talk to people. I'm like, nah. But we were at the uh, Salvation Army and like literally within like a point two seconds, you get in a conversation with the, the, what's that called? The, the cashier. Cashier, cashier. cashier, thank you, the cashier. And she's like telling you, the, like literally just by you asking a question or being interested in her life, she just like starts talking and I'm like halfway out the door. I was like, oh, oh, we're <laughs> talking. Okay, <laughs> great. But like that's, you have a gift And I, I just so excited to see where, like what God does with it and like where you go. Also, I had another idea while we're talking, which (laughs) I think you already do this, but like if you get DM stories, like about like anybody's like legacy or just their life or whatever, or just, you said like even gnarly stories, you should have like a, I want it to be alliteration, but I don't want you to work on a weekend. So I'm like thinking like story Saturday or story Sunday, but I don't like that. So, because, you know, work life balance. So (laughs) somehow you you like pick a day of the week and you like share stories and like save it to a highlight or something where it's like, it's like storytelling Tuesday. That doesn't flow as well, but whatever. Um, You know what I'm saying? Like a series.
1: Yeah. Like a series.
2: Or you could do it and do like a video and like post it on your feed because then you could do like a series they're not called IGTV anymore, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like you could do it. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I also, like- I just thought of this too, about how I do I tend to hear a lot of people's whole life story and all their deepest, darkest secrets. And, but I think it's because I come into every conversation with every single person I meet with curiosity. Mm. I want to hear all the things. And I, I, I also think too, like, It was during a sermon recently, how our pastor was saying, leave time for hang time. You know, I've Mm. had a lot of moments where I've met people at coffee shops and I've canceled plans in order to just sit and talk to them for an hour. Wow, that's so good. Just going into everything with the curiosity and mindset of this person has a story and I need to hear
0: it. Mm. Well, I think that's such a beautiful thing, KT. It's one of like your biggest strengths that convicts me all the time and like inspires me all the time Mm. is just your like... Your love for other people and the fact that you are so like selflessly outwardly focused. Like I think it's so easy for most of us to go into a conversation and we're very self-focused, whether it's self-conscious or like we're wanting to get something out of it for ourselves or, yeah. you know, whatever it is, you the way you approach conversations is so like how can I love and honor this person? How can I, you know, bless them today? How can I hear their story and like listen to them? Because a lot of us don't feel heard or don't feel listened to in the world. And you're like, how can I give them that gift today? Like the way you approach people in that way is so, so powerful. And it comes through both in, in, your business through golden years and your desire to hear their stories and your ability to draw it out of people, even people who hate the camera, you know, you do it in such a way that it's like, they don't even know the camera's there. You're just having a conversation with them, but also in like your personal life, like it's just who you are. And I think that's part of what makes you so dang good at your job and at golden years is just mm-hmm. your ability to do that and draw people into a, Safe place where they can share their story and know that it's valued and seen for like everything that it is and not what you can get out of it.
2: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Do you have like, this is not a question on our list. So apologies for just (laughs) throwing it at you, but do you have a like a story, whether it's been just like an official like Golden Year's portrait that you heard or just like a story of like an encounter that of like somebody you met that's just like wild that like. I mean, that's like what you do. And I would love to hear like a cool story. Do you, ha- I don't know, do you have someone's cool story that pops to mind?
1: Yeah. It makes me think of, actually, this is kind of a cool story that also ties into God confirming what I'm supposed to be doing. So this was like maybe seven months ago, I was coming back from a wedding in Hawaii and driving home. And I was like, Lord, this just does not set my soul on fire. I'm tired of weddings. Like it's just not fun for me. And then I was like, okay, if you want me to, to pursue golden ear portraits, because it's kind of a risk, you know, it's yeah. like couples and weddings are lucrative. Me yeah. jumping into golden ear portraits with no industry, no market for it and paving the way is scary financially, especially living in Hawaii. You know, like that is where my mind went. And so I was just like, Lord, I trust you. Like, if this is what you want me to do, I'll do it. Just give me an opportunity to serve someone. And the next day, Sunny was at church and she was chatting with Auntie Lynn about how she, I think she had been struggling with cancer. And she was telling Sunny like, man, I really want someone to to capture my story for Mm -hmm. my family before I die. And she was about to go through a really crazy surgery and just didn't know if she was going to make it basically. And so Sunny in that moment was like, oh my gosh, KT, this is exactly what she does. She needs to get we need, I need to hook her and Auntie Lynn up. And yeah. So I got to do Auntie Lynn's Golden Year Portrait and I'm still editing it. It should be coming out very soon, but she has a crazy story. At the age of like four, she was kidnapped from Hawaii and, you know, dragged all over the United States, never met her mom. And eventually there was reconciliation between her and her dad. And she met her mom. as an adult. And then eventually she had, you know, multiple kids and one of her children is the youngest person to have ever gotten dementia. Her 10-year-old boy had dementia. And so hearing her love on him and take care of him, become a caretaker, she's written a book for people on helping them decide whether they should be caretakers or not. And, you know, some of the best ways to do that. Yeah, she has a really crazy story, and it's so God-filled, too. So it's not only her crazy story, but also the reconciliation and just how Jesus has just poured himself so much into her life. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a really cool moment doing that. And she's also in cahoots with MGN. So the film company or whatever, they potentially want to turn her story into a film.
0: Wow. She's oh, wow. using
1: My golden ear Portrait as a way to help them understand her story and turn it into a film.
0: Wow. So That's KT's so like, I cool. got go there first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Um, so it was just a cool, um, I guess, confirmation from God about pursuing golden ear portraits and a cool way to serve someone and then hear their crazy story. She could have been so bitter in life, but she is such a joy-filled person. It's cool seeing how God has just poured mm, himself in. And Wow. So I think that's one of my favorite stories. I have so many more, but that's I think a really cool moment where I was like, "Okay, thank you Jesus. This is wow." Amazing. That's
2: a good one. Also, my brain okay, this is a idea. We <laughs> don't have to you don't have to roll with it. I don't even know if this this might again be morbid. So it it doesn't work the same way. I'm thinking of like, you know how uh, birth photographers have contracts with hospitals? Like to photograph, uh, as I'm saying this out loud, I don't know if this is a viable idea. Like if you could have a contract with a hospital, but for the other way. Or hospice. Mm-hmm. is that what it's basically like before people die, like people, yeah, like, hospice. But, but I guess that that gets tricky because some people like, depending on how they pass, like they're in a place where they maybe can't even talk or like they're, it's almost like you would need to hear their story before they got to that place. Like, it, yeah. does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's an idea that I was like, oh, maybe you could get a contract with the hospital so that it's like the hospital's paying you. Yeah. But you're telling people stories, but that's, that's not as like seamless and easy as like a birth photographer. It's also can get again, sad and morbid. So I don't know. It's a thought.
1: It's also interesting that you say that because I've been trying to advertise in so many different ways. And part of those ways have been reaching out to nursing homes and assisted living. Mm. And I have gotten zero emails Mm. back. And it's just interesting. Yeah. And I think it's a lot of like either CNA or nurses, and this is not the case for For all of them. A lot of them do really care about their patients, but a huge chunk of them don't. They do not care. They don't have skin in the game. They don't know their patients well. There's not a heart or compassion for it. They're using it sometimes as a stepping stone into their career. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes nursing homes are, you know, the first place you start, which is totally fine. And it's just been difficult reaching out to nursing homes and no one's emailing back. No one's calling back. Um, No one wants to, to move my... Uh, idea along or pass it along to families it's just been really difficult like thinking like oh that would be a great way to advertise for your business or uh-huh. to serve families but it's been super dry there Dang. it's just, just been an interesting way where it's just been interesting how you think that could potentially be something that could help get the word out there and it's not at all so that's so weird yeah i wonder um, if
0: people I, find it very like touchy like to go to a family and to to be like hey your mom is in the nursing home would you like to preserve her story before she dies like
2: yeah you know what I mean like I wonder well it reminds about- them of the fact that they probably don't want to think about which is that the their mom might pass yeah like soon. yeah not might it's will like, someday yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say <laughs> someday <laughs> I, meant, like, I meant like might in the sense of like might soon or, yeah. or, or it could yeah. be longer but yeah no it's It's not only hard, it's like what you're doing is so, so, so necessary, but it's also, it's so delicate because what you're handling is things that people, people are terrified of of death. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) The last two years have taught us that. Yeah. My sassiness (laughs) will, I won't go there. But like, we are terrified as a people of death. Of our own mortality. Yes. Yes. Oh, and it's, well, it's actually, such a delicate thing. Something that's
1: also been interesting too, or a challenge that I've found. So with my own grandparents coming to them, my grandparents, they're like, someday I'll die and I'll haunt you. Like they're <laughs> totally cool with my, their mortality. Like they know where they're going to be with Jesus. Like they're, they have a lot of peace on it. Yeah. But there are other people where they swing to the other side where they're really freaked out. So yeah. some families, it's no big deal coming to them about preserving their testimonies like or their stories that doesn't bother them, but for other people, it really freaks them out. So being able to go help, I guess, coach families to approach their grandparents in a way that's super grace-filled and, um, mm-hmm. what's the word? In a way that doesn't scare them. Yes.
0: Well, I mm. even, Katie, when you were just saying that, I just had the thought of like, I, I almost feel like one of your, mm, not, not teaching points, but like, service points, education, like talking, (laughs) I guess it is a teaching point, (laughs) on like social media, on your website, whatever, could be how to view and approach like death. Like it Mm -hmm. it could truly just be like, you could be helping people navigate, whether it's for their grandparents or their parents or for themselves someday, like just how to handle that in a way that's not full of like panic or fear or like sadness, even just that could just be a simple, like not even about your grandparents and how to preserve their stories, but how to begin to prepare yourself and your kids and your parents and your grandparents. Yeah. Like how to navigate grief, how to prepare for that, how to make the most of the time you have left instead of like, I think a lot of us will turn and like bury our heads in the sand and not want to think that it's coming. It's like, no, it's, it's coming for all of us. So how can we make the most of it and have it be like a peace filled, joy filled, like happy time that we navigate for the most part. You need to celebrate their life. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, That's that's a great idea. I like that idea. I love that. Okay. Katie, for any listener out there who has a dream that is kind of unique, that they will be like blazing their own path and kind of feels the tug that you felt of like not following the crowd. What final advice would you give to that person who is feeling this like fire lit in them hearing you talk about, you know, paving your own path and are like, I want to do that too. What would you say to that person?
1: I think especially because I am still kind of in the valley, I see myself coming out now. Mm. Uh, In the past week, I see God moving heavily, like lots and lots of bookings recently, which is so cool. And it's been six months of feeling really dry. So I would say just endurance, just keep going. Like if you really believe in it and you know it's going to help people and it's a gap that needs to be filled, keep moving, keep doing it. Because, you know, sometimes dreams don't work out. I guess I'm a realist in that as well. (laughs) Whereas Yeah. maybe that's not encouraging. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. But sometimes things don't work out too. So it's I mean, if you more.
2: don't have a voice like Beyonce and you want to be a singer, like yeah. <laughs> maybe I should say more so if you sing like a toad and you, yes. Beyonce, <laughs> you want to be Beyonce. you star, and you, Yeah. You sing yeah like a might toad. not work out for you.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I think too, I mean, at least for me, I know God is so clearly in it. So that's why I feel like I I've been able to keep going even in the midst of a lot of challenges and feeling discouraged. I actually, and surprisingly, I've only felt discouraged maybe three, four weeks out of the past six months. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Which has been really cool. I think that, and, and I always come back to like asking God for help, but like innovative ways, creative ways to advertise, how I can serve people, like just really trusting and believing that he's in it. Uh-huh. So I think for me, going into something that's never been done before, just trusting God with my dreams and obeying
2: what he has to say in that. Mm. So yeah. That's a hard good. question to answer. That's well, really those hard. were amazing answers. That was, yeah, that was so good answer too. I have one last question. That's not on our notes Whoops <laughs> again. Um, <laughs> what is like your dream? Like if you could be living your absolute dream life in like five years, like what would it look like? Ooh, that's
1: a good question. Well, I was actually talking to someone recently, my friend about how Our 20s, once you graduate college, it's like sometimes you don't even think about what your life is going to look like. You hit all these milestones and you're like, okay, what's next? Mm -hmm. And I've always had the habit of never really thinking about the next multiple years. Does that make sense? Like I I don't have the five-year plan. I don't have the 10-year plan. I just kind of go along and do, I guess I I kind of give God the reins. I'm just like, you know what? You took me to Hawaii when I wanted to move to New York City. Like you're going to do so much in my life and I'm down for anything. And I know it's going to be much better than whatever I plan. But I would love like in five years, man, just like, I'm just thinking of all the people I'm going to meet basically. Mm -hmm. Like just traveling the U.S., hanging out with a bunch of people, serving families. Like it makes me think I would love to be married someday too. So in Mm -hmm. five years having my person and, but I think like those are the main two things where I'm just like, I want to just like love and serve on people. Like in five years, I just want it to be like a thing where like, just of course, like this thing popping off and just loving on people, hearing their stories. And hopefully other people are inspired by the stories that I tell. So so good.
2: good. Well, I'm, I'm believing that this episode will all not only, uh, just put out the feelers for anybody, anybody that's listening to this. I'm just going to pitch you even though, (laughs) because I know how incredible you are. Uh, if anybody wants their grandparents stories just captured and everything that, that KT has just been talking about of just like having the memory of their story, of their life, of their legacy Mm -hmm. captured before they're gone. Like freaking book this girl. Like she is incredible. So not only that, but okay, I don't know if I should, any single man out there. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll just believe good things for this podcast. Yeah, I know. I just did. It's (laughs) fine. We'll close it back. That's what
1: I would want for my life someday. Like in five years, that's what I would love. So I Mm. love that. I'm believing
2: such good things for you,
1: Katie. (laughs) Katie, for everyone (laughs) who is for you guys too. Like seriously, if I hadn't interned for you, Lindsay, and working for The Heart, like you and Evie, you guys have done so much in my life and encouraged and poured into me and learning even the behind the scenes of... How to run a business, or even like, what if I'm someday teaching education on how to do golden year portraits? And there's a lot of people that want to become photographers and do what I do. You know, it's like mm. just think. Yeah, you guys have just done so much in my life as well, and I'm super thankful for you guys. No,
2: well, well, thank you. We now we're,
0: now we're crying. Love it. <laughs> I know. I'm like, don't cry, don't cry. We love you, KT. We love you as. A friend. We love you as you know, one of our team members and working with us. And we love everything that you do and God has created you to do. So the the feeling of love and appreciation is very mutual. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) you are amazing. For anyone who's now listening to this and is like, man, I really want to work with KT. I want to like I want to
2: or take her out on a date. Okay. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm gonna focus on the whole golden years portrait thing. So,
2: what really should Apologies. Apologies.
0: Where can people like connect with you, book you, all like come to your social media and hear all the stories, all of the things? So my
1: Instagram. So actually, don't even. It's like Kate, cat, catty, cat, and I don't know how many Ts are in all
2: of them, but <laughs> we will play your. Up. Instagram in the show
1: notes. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Um, So on Instagram, KT Howie, and then KTHowie.com. I love it. Well, KT, thank you for your time today and sharing your journey and just your heart behind what you're doing. And I hope, I know, and I hope that this will inspire listeners as well to uh, pave their own paths and to do what God is calling them to do, even if it's different and even if it requires a little bit more muscle to, you know, pave that way and to see you doing it and doing it so well. And also as a reminder to uh, capture and document and save and preserve the legacy of your parents and your grandparents and the value and the beauty yes. in Amen. that as well. So I know there was Amen. just so much in this episode So, thank you for your time, Katie.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. Love you guys so much.